All right, everybody, and welcome into the Sons of Saturday. It is Wednesday, October 28th. 9-28-06. 9-28 on the 28th. 9-28 on 10-28. It's Wednesday. Uh, we got a great show for y'all. We're excited. It's going to be fun. We are going to break down this preview against the Louisville. Shout out. Honestly, before we get into that, the way that people from Louisville or Kentucky say that you're supposed to say Louisville is stupid. It's Louis. It's it's Louisville. It's not lol. Like, it's Louisville. <laughs> They're all like, nah, dog, it's lol. No, it's Louisville. Bill, if someone went to Westwood, New Jersey and told you uh, that you can't call it Taylor Ham, you have to call it pork roll. What you what would you say to them? Well, Taylor Ham's or pork roll both down south don't sound as dumb as wool. So I don't <laughs> I don't really know to I don't really know how to describe that. Shout um, out Dan Rubenstein of the Solid Verbal. If you know, you know, but uh, they they have a good podcast. And whenever Louisville Louisville is brought up, he'll he'll just say Louisville <laughs> and. It, it, it dribble it just dribbles out. It's not it's not a hit. Yeah. Uh it sounds like whoever's saying it is underwater. But that's fine. I so I went to Louisville this past summer and before going there, I called it Louisville. And then you go there, talk with some locals, you go to a distillery, and you just kind of learn to call it the right thing or what they like to call it. So uh, I'm on team Louisville. So you drank the Kool-Aid, essentially. Hey, man, you, you go, you immerse yourself in the culture. You got to respect the people who live there, who are from there. And, uh, you know, you, you want people to respect New Jersey. I'm going to respect people from Louisville. So without further ado, we have a hokey haiku submitted by L Powers. that we L would... Powers, shout out. She loves the haikus. Sons Love. of power from L. But first, hokey haiku. We got to jump in here. You guys know Jeremy Counts. I know you do. And we love him at Sons of Saturday. The prestigious doctorate lord, Mr. Sir Jeremy Counts of the Main Street Pharmacy. We love you, Jeremy. Sons of supporting local, jump on into the Main Street Farm. Billy, what are your favorite things to get at the Main Street Farm? Man, I went to the Main Street Farm for the first time. Uh... About a month and a half ago, Copta Smart Water. I'm weird like that. Like I always get, I try to get like different waters. You know this, Pat. We were coming back from the North Carolina game, and I picked the weirdest looking, you know, water that we could have got. <laughs> um, so I went in, got a water. He hooked me up with a mask. I was like, "Hey, Jeremy, like, like my mask is really tight around my face. Like, do you have another mask?" And he was like, "Yeah, my aunt. Here you go." Hooked me up with the mask, which was awesome. Um, but no, just really good vibes in there. It's got a Miss Pac-Man machine um head on down to main street pharmacy they take care of you man they do they absolutely take care of you. you are more than a number you are you are a neighbor, a neighbor <laughs> at the main street pharmacy it's where good sons go and daughters and mothers and fathers and sharkies is cool too so l power says team we believe in you brush off the hate rebound and please don't get hurt. Hokey history time. And Pat, I know this is your turf. Like this is your thing. You've carved out this, this, this. You've planted the Pat flag on hokey history. However, when I was watching tech basketball over my tenure, in <laughs> tech, I was like, yo, 
Why does Louisville always wax us every time we play them? What is the deal here? We have lost to Louisville 16 times in a row in basketball. I didn't think it was that long. 16 times. This losing streak dates back to pre-Bill times. The last time that we beat Louisville was on February 13th, year of our Lord, 1991. That is a very long time ago. I don't even think Tamagotchis existed in 1991. So there is that. Um, and then you have the whole ACC, you know, clown show garbage rotating schedule that we have. Thanks to uh, Ralph Northam or whoever is the ACC. Who's the ACC guy? Who is that? <laughs> John Swafford, man. John Swafford. Yeah. John Swafford out here just making stupid schedules. So Louisville has been in the ACC for six years. We have not played them one time. This is our first time playing them as conference foes. Not really sure what we're doing there. Hey, rethink the ACC schedule. Make it less boring. Crossover games are fun. And I also am getting pretty tired of going to Boston College. Those have not been good experiences in the last few years, but I digress. Pat, what do we have for Hokie history? Yeah, just last thing on that ACC tidbit. We know that this uh, this COVID thing is really going to shake up ACC scheduling. It could be the last we ever see of divisions, which would be pretty cool. It could be the last we see of the eight-game conference schedule, which would be also pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> you know, in the con in the contract right now, twenty twenty four is how long that we have this like cross-divisional rival with BC and then it rotates. You get Wake in and out. You get Clemson in and out. You get Florida State, NC State in and out. Now here we finally get Louisville a little. And uh, we got to go on the road and play them on Saturday on Halloween, no less. Spooky, spooky Cardinals. But a little bit of hokey history for you. Hokey history, let's jump in. The time capsule takes us all the way back to 1979, which you could find the first meeting between the Virginia Tech Fighting Gobblers and the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, Virginia Tech won the first meeting 15 to 14. We won the next two uh, in 83 and 85 back in Blacksburg. Lost our first game in 88, 13 to 3. Went back to that was in Louisville. Went back to Blacksburg in 91. Got the dub. Lost in 92. I do, I do recall 92 uh, being a brutal season. I was not alive, but uh, I, I, my father tells me stories. And then Jacksonville, Florida, the Toyota Gator Bowl, January 2nd, 2006. This is kind of an infamous game here. Virginia Tech wins 35-24, to but the box score was not the highlight of this game. Aside from Virginia Tech completely destroying Hunter, Cant- Hunter Cantwell, who was the quarterback for Louisville at the time. Uh, you can find some images on the internet of Jay Ham and Daryl Tapp destroying Hunter Cantwell and uh, having he had, he had his nose plugged uh, from getting a bloody nose. And they hit him so hard that the nose plug was projectiled out of his nose and you could see it. Uh, oh, we'll wow. atta- we will attach this on the, uh, on the social medias, uh, you know, linked with this episode. That was not the that was not the highlight of the game. The highlight of the game was Virginia Tech's players acting completely out of line, unfortunately. And this was after this was after an up and down season um, where we had started out real hot, lost to Miami with College Game Day in town, uh, ranked number five, number three ranking. 
and Blacksburg, Marcus Vick turned it over four times. Um, and then we go to the AC championship and Florida state upends us and they were not a good Florida state team that year. And then we roll into uh, the Gator bowl here and take care of business. But Jimmy Williams swung at a referee this game and was ejected real early. I remember, I guess I was like 10 years old driving to my buddy's house to watch the game. And uh, I got, I got to his house mid first quarter. Jimmy Williams had already been ejected. It's like, what's going on. And then, uh, you know, I don't know if it was mid game or towards the end of the game, Marcus Vick, uh, you know, carries it for a medium gain gets up and stomps on Elvis Dumerville's leg and the refs didn't see it, but it was a completely inappropriate and unacceptable act for Marcus. And we had, had some disciplinary uh, actions from that. He was dismissed from the team. That's uh, not hard hat. Not hard hat, not grit. Dismissed from the team uh, a week later. He never returned to Virginia Tech. Damn. So, he was to never return. Kind of sounds uh, spooky. But um, So, yeah, that's the hooky history. You know, only seven games. We've won five. We've lost two. We own the win streak. But here we are, members of the ACC finally get to play the Cardinals. And it's, it, it's a bummer. They've had some good quarterbacks over the last 15 years. I mean, let's let's jump back to 2006. You guys remember Brian Brom played for the uh, the Packers for a little bit. You know, I remember 2006 cuz Rutgers took down. Oh my god. Rutgers took down the Cardinals. I will not lie to you. I was watching this highlight the other day. Like whatever like Taylor Ham Stadium was rocking. I do remember this. Like Shiano put out like on a video of it. The place was rocking. You know, that was gotta, a big time moment for New Jersey. You got to keep chopping wood, man. That Rutgers team, you had Mike Teal, Tyquan Underwood, Ray Rice, Brian Leonard. Uh, oh some other, a lot of Kenny Britt was on that team. They had a lot of good players, but uh, Pandemonium in Piscataway, Jeremy Ito points at the camera. That's Brian Brom. And then you got Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson. We never got to play either, even though uh, both of them were in the ACC at one point. I will say that Teddy Bridgewater had one of the grittiest. Teddy Bridgewater had like a top five gritty performance I'd ever seen. They played Florida in the Sugar Bowl, and Florida was just axe murdering people all year. And he took one off the on the chin. I don't remember who hit him, um, but he was he was just tough that whole game. So he gets the grit award for that game. I don't remember what it was, but Teddy Two Gloves was a savage in college. (laughs) I did get to go see Teddy Bridgewater in the fall of 2012 uh, at Rutgers Stadium or High Point Solutions, God, whatever. Rutgers it was is getting a time. lot of love on this podcast dude, today, dude. They they upended Michigan State last week. They come out. What was their <laughs> What was their losing streak in the Big Ten? Like 17 games. They come out and beat Michigan State, uh, make it a statement. Uh, you know, under that new regime over there. But shout out Rutgers. You know, went saw them lose to to Louisville on a Thursday yeah. night. My senior year of high school. But let's jump into some game storylines here presented by the Chesapeake Center for Complete Dentistry. Pat, this is this is not a read-off anymore. This is a testimonial. This is a testimonial. Guys, I'm going in there on Monday. As long as the insurance thing is all worked out, I need to, need to make some calls. Just figure it out. I got to elect benefits here. We're jumping in, jumping into the CRV, driving up to Chesapeake, getting my, uh, my canines and my front teeth inspected, man. I chipped my tooth. Earlier in the year, it is October. We chipped it in January, and uh, we're finally getting it taken care of. Going to provide some hashtag contentery of uh, visiting 
Dr. John Cran, Dr. Caitlin Cran, and the rest of the friendly staff at just Legend. Need the Cran Cam back this week. I need it. I need it. Need some Cran Cam. Need the playmakers to make plays for the Cran Cam to happen. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. But use promo code, not promo code. Just just say it. Tell them the sun sent you. Use promo verbiage. <laughs> use promo code over phone call to to the office sons hey, of the sons told me to call you tell them the sun sent you 50 percent off teeth bleachery sons so, of louisville cardinals are coming in two and four you know kind of a strange record they were picked to finish top five in the acc scott satterfield got the boys rolling got a great high-powered offense uh Quarterback Macau slash Malik Cunningham. I, I believe he changed his name or wants to be called Malik. I think this was as of late 2018 or late 2019. Malik Cunningham. Interesting. So they lose their first four ACC games after winning the opening week uh, against Western Kentucky. They drop Miami, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. The Notre Dame Tough game. Schedule. Tough schedule. Hey, I, I wouldn't want to open with those my first four. Notre Dame. They lost 12 to seven and all these games are relatively close, or at least they were close at one point. Um, And then last week they welcomed the Seminoles of Florida state to town after Florida state went down and, uh, or stayed home and, and uh, beat Carolina and Louisville obliterates Florida state 48 to 16 behind this vehement Russian rushing attack. So before we jump into the offense, What's going on with these uniforms? I, I saw they, they they did like the uh nah, the nah, it's not what's going on with the uniforms. The uniforms are sick. It's all just right, well, like, all right, what's with the video? What's with no, the insane the asylum whole, video? Dude, the whole thing that makes no sense to me is like this whole trend of having people dressed up in football jerseys doing non-football stuff, quite frankly, just looks really stupid. Like everybody was freaking out over the Appalachian state video. And it was like, dude, you got a guy to get dressed up in football cleats and splash around in like a ravine. Like what is, what is, what is dope about this? You know what the best one is? The, uh, (laughs) one of the strangest ones is last year when Bryce Perkins was hiding around in a forest, like hiding and jumping out from behind a tree, (laughs) revving a chainsaw. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to make fun of UVA in the video. Um, but they did. Uh, they did chainsaw our heads off there um, a few days, and we were and we were there to watch it. Um, but regardless, we talked about how tough their schedule was in the front end. I've been reading a lot about Louisville's team on the Louisville like Louisville lunch pail or whatever the heck they have going on over there, uh, the 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 birdhouse or whatever. Um, <laughs> they uh, they do have a really easy back half of the schedule. They're gonna play one and four UVA, one and four Syracuse, four and two Boston College, and three and two Wake Forest. Wake's a good football team, I think. Um, but they they're all like banking on Louisville winning winning out. So a little bit of an unloaded schedule here coming up. But let's talk about their offense. Louisville has the fifth best rushing offense in the ACC, averaging 183 yards per game. They're averaging 6.33 yards per play. Pat, talk to me about QB1. So Malik Cunningham is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, He has 1,396 yards and 12 touchdowns in five games. Uh, Likes to throw it across the middle a lot. 
And honestly, he's very, very, very good on his feet, uh, being able to extend plays, uh, whether it's rolling out to his right or, um, you know, if, if he's actually out in the open and uh, in the open field, he kind of reminds me of Tyrod Taylor. And this is just from watching a, a condensed game uh, from the Florida State game. Um, he had a couple couple nice runs there that reminded me of Tyrod. But, um, you know, with how Virginia Tech has played against mobile quarterbacks over the better part of the last decade, definitely raises uh, some areas for concern. Yeah. Uh, my notes on Malik Cunningham are very similar. He throws across his body a ton, uh, which is typically ill-advised. He's very creative on the ground. They do a good job. He's not uncomfortable in the pocket, though, either. So I don't want people to think like they move the pocket. That means he's uncomfortable. He's actually pretty decent and calm in the pocket, goes through his reads. Talking about Javion Hawkins, he's the ACC's leading rusher by yardage at 693 yards on 116 carries, which is about 20 more carries than Khalil Herbert has. He does have six touchdowns as well. He's the real deal. He's dynamic in the open field, six yards per carry. Uh, he has three games this season over 155 yards, and he's coming off an 174-yard performance against Florida State. But you mentioned it, or I mentioned it about the quarterback. He throws across his body and opens himself up to risk. And then you pointed this out to me when we were watching a couple of the condensed games. Javion Hawkins has a fumbling problem. It may not show up on the stat sheet. He gets the fumbles back, but he puts the ball on the ground a good bit. Sons of fumbles, fumbles of Saturday. No fumbles for the Hokies on Saturday, but let's let's force some out of Javion here. Uh, yeah, he, he definitely has uh, coughed it up a few times this season. Actually, Louisville has 11 fumbles this year, and they have lost seven of them, which is... Is that good? Unless these stats are wrong, that is not good. That is not good. Um, Another weapon that they have is Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell is, he's a small guy. He's five foot nine, 165, but this guy was rated uh, by PPF or PFF or whatever the heck it's called uh, as the number three receiver in America, the high, the number three rated receiver in America out of like 200 and 160 something um, candidates. But he had, a, uh, he averages 17 yards per catch, had 129 yards last week. He's got 450 yards on the year off of 32 catches and has five touchdowns. Um, super athletic, really good out in the open. Uh, they find creative ways to get him the ball in the screen game and the reverse game, um, throw it across the middle to him a ton. But here is my matchup issue. Marshawn Ford is their tight end. He's 6'2", 240. Um, he's really athletic. Not a great blocker, but he has the ability. I just don't know who matches up with Marshawn Ford. He's got four touchdowns this season. He's fast. Um, he's definitely been a difference maker for Louisville since they've turned their season around. So that's going to be an interesting matchup for us. Looking at him, he kind of reminds me if Steven Peoples was a tight end, this yes. is what he would be. Yes. Yes. If he if they stretched his body out a little bit, I can uh-huh. see 100%. Yeah. Just bulky uh-huh. guy, speedy guy. He's going to be dangerous. And then as far as uh, on third down and on fourth down, uh, Louisville is 40% on third down this year and then 61.5% on fourth down. Uh, So knowing that Wake Forest last week, what was it, 17 plays, 7.5 
uh, minutes off the clock, three fourth down conversions. Uh, you know, good, good information to know ahead of this weekend uh, for the Virginia Tech defense. Speaking of defense, Bill, talk to me about the Louisville defense. What do they run? So they run a three four with a with a true nose guard, um, which I don't believe we have seen this year. But in their last couple games, they've been running. It's not a five man front, but they've walked up two linebackers. Um, so that's definitely a look we're more than likely going to see given our rushing attack. Um, so, and it's also an old group. They have seven seniors and three juniors on the starting defense. They're a small group as well. Their defensive ends to buy uh, Tiberius Peterson. What a name. Six foot three, 260. And then Yaya Diaby, 6'4", 255. They have the 10th best rushing defense in the league, allowing 187.3 yards per game on the ground. But their star is Jared Goldwire, 6'6", 330 pounds. Let's go back to their linebacker play. Pat, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so this uh, this linebacker core, you mentioned some of the linebackers lining up on the edge uh, in a standing position. Dorian Etheridge, Monty Montgomery. That's, a, that's another great name. And then Yasir Abdullah uh, are all leading the team with tackles for loss. Um, they have 20 and a half tackles for loss among the three Ooh. of them. And that goes for 98 tackles for loss yards, which is a lot of yards for... Tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, this uh, I think a lot of this has to they, – they use their linebackers in a very unique manner, um, and that's not going to change with, again, the rushing attack that we have shown and our lack of ability to throw the ball down the field. Um, so I fully expect them to have five guys on the line for most of, if not all, of the game on Saturday, uh, barring something uh, – barring a complete change – and I'll say this too, uh, you know, Pat, we talked about this in the phone a few times as we were, you know, you know, looking weeks and weeks and weeks ahead as we always do, but Louisville's defense has gotten a ton better. The first two weeks you watch Louisville and you're just like, wow, this team plays zero defense. They can score a lot, but they play zero defense. They have improved every single week. They have given up 23 points in their past two weeks after giving up 34 points per game in the first four games. Um, go back watch the Florida state game, go back, watch the, especially the Notre Dame game where they made Ian book look terrible. They made the entire Notre Dame team look terrible. Um, so their defense has definitely improved. And then if we want some more specifics on uh, numbers for passing defense, they are giving up 196 and a half passing yards per game, which actually makes for the third best pass defense in the Atlantic coast conference. Uh, cool story. As far as uh, their secondary goes, uh, K. Trell Clark. If you remember earlier in the summer, uh, Liberty had two cornerbacks who had entered the transfer portal. Uh, K. Trell Clark, as well as Tavion Land. Uh, and if you remember Tavion Land, Tank Land, he was a recruit out of Bishop Sullivan High School uh, out at Virginia Beach. Uh, Clark ended up transferring to Louisville. And uh, got the number one spot on the depth chart. And him and Chandler Jones um, are the the two starting corners. And they've both been having a solid season so far. Do you know where Tavion Land ended up? Let's let's run the Google machine on that one. 
That'd be an interesting. I remember that whole, that was like a thing on Twitter. People were, it's like a, th- it, it's kind of funny. Anybody that enters the portal ever, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech Twitter is like, Bo, call him. Or like somebody call this guy. Um, but, <laughs> He's uh, at uh, Norfolk State. Norfolk State. Okay. Okay. I remember, I, I thought that he stayed somewhere local. I'm glad to see that it both, it worked out for both of them. Good for them. Yeah. So um, we'll see how our wide receivers can match up uh, against Clark and Jones uh, as well, but move over special teams. James Turner is their starting kicker. He is six of eight on the year, but O of two from 50 plus. Uh, so Brian Johnson clearly winning the, uh, the leg category there. Hey, timeout. Joey Sly was what a foot, a foot away from, uh, from breaking an NFL record on Sunday. Can't wait to chop it up with uh, with our boy Josh Parcell. Literally inches from breaking uh, or tying, breaking or something the uh, the NFL records. So shout out to him for sure. Shout out Joey. Colin Keen got the some Prokies. burn on, on Sunday too. Check out the Prokies article by Brett Smith if you haven't. Um, a great year for Virginia Tech uh, NFL pro players this year. I mean Logan Thomas, Wyatt, Kendall, Logan Kyle. Thomas, yeah, Kyle Ford, crushing people. I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, punteries, as Billy would say, uh, they are averaging under 40 yards a punt, 37 uh, yards a punt. This one was interesting. They are only uh, returning punts 3.75 yards per return, but they are giving up 15 and a half yards per punt return. Uh, so Tavion Robinson might be licking his chops. Something's got to give. Don't think our punt return team has been great. Their punt team has not been great. So who's going to be great on Saturday? I don't know. <laughs> so this game, we have two offenses that are pretty dynamic on the ground. And then we have two defenses that have definitely improved over the course of the year. Um, st- you know, Statistically speaking, Bill, can you talk to me about some of the matchups? that we like yeah. ahead of this game uh, that I like. Oh man. Um, I like our front five. I like our defensive line, our offensive line. Uh, Tana business. Like I said, their front seven is small. Uh, and I also think after last week's performance, boys are going to come out hot and bothered excited about that. Um, and I'm excited for Hendon hooker. Uh, I think Hendon hooker is due. Uh, he had a great, he took a great step forward in the run game last week. Um, and I think it's only up from here. Uh, but those are the matchups that I like. I mean, being, being transparent, we should win this game. Um, we should have won last week, but we should, we should absolutely win this game. Um, so that would, that would be my uh, response to that. Yeah. As far as offensively, we should definitely be able to run the ball Yeah, uh, on their undersized front. It's, it's just simple. And then the vice squad, had their worst game of the year. And I don't think practice is going to be easy for them this week. Uh, so, I, I mean, I would expect a rebound. But also, what what, what can you tell me about some of those East-West plays uh, against a team that, you know, kind of lines up with that bare front with, um, you know, kind of like a standing DE? Yeah, there'll definitely be more opportunity, but it comes down to if the wide receivers are blocking. Um, I, I I personally have not liked the East-West stuff that we've done in between the 30s this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a nice add-in with with James Mitchell or a healthy Trey Turner. I think 
really what it comes down to is our offense just needs to show consistency. Um, our offense needs to take advantage. Both of their corners are five foot ten. Um, you know, I, I I know on paper they've had a pretty decent year in pass coverage, but um, our our wide rec- our wide receiving core has to show up. Like we have to be able to throw the football, um, and that's gonna di- that's gonna dictate how the rest of the season's gonna go because Wake Forest provided the blueprint on how to play us defensively. Uh, teams are going to copy that and we simply have to have to provide some sort of threat uh, on the outside. And uh, I'm looking for us to do that this week. And then jump into the matchups that we don't necessarily love, a little unsure of, a little, uh, little shaky on. Yeah. Uh, Marshawn Ford. I don't know who's going to cover him. Um, that, that, that worries me. Javion Hawkins has been fantastic all year. Um, the reason that it is really concerning here is that we're not going to have Hewitt in the first half due to uh, his targeting call last week in the second half. I wonder what the deal is with Emmanuel Belmar. He missed a ton of time last week versus rate versus wake. He had a head injury, um, but also interested to see, you know, Cunningham should look better. Um, we should have, uh, I know, I know Garbutt is at least out there practicing. I wonder if he's going to be back playing. Um, but uh, yeah, Javion Hawkins can play, man. And especially, you know, I really, I, I've said it a couple weeks in a row now. I really would like to see our front seven step it up a little bit. Right. And I know you meant uh, Crawford when you said Cunningham. Yeah, man. yeah, Crawford. Um, I know Cunningham's uh, done for the year. It's great seeing Crawford out there last week. So we're going to move into keys to the game presented by... The Hub Blacksburg, the Hub on campus. This is our new housing partner. These guys have really achieved the upper echelon of Blacksburg living as a student. I mean, if you want to do your homework in a common room, if you want to jump in the hot tub, you know, before or after a test, you know, get your mind right before a test, jump in the hot tub, relax, or, you know, yeah, you have it tested like surge and you're just like, oh man, I don't like this building or McBride. And you're just like, I need, I need to clear my head. I need just some time, some me time in the hot tub, get home, jump in the hot tub, maybe FaceTime your family. And uh, yeah, the hub Blacksburg, man. What a routine. Is that what you did in college? FaceTime your family before tests? <laughs> I usually would, you know, I would call them walking across the drill field before I had AirPods. You know, this is the days where you, you know, your, oh, your, your headphones, your headphones would, you know, be attached to wires and you'd be walking around campus, you know, with something attached to your phone. Um, the Hub Blacksburg also has a deal going on right now. Um, so if you want to check out their gym, if you want to check out their amazing facilities and see Coach Hilgart there doing what, Bill? Doing what? Doing what? Doing curls, flipping the tire, maybe doing some suicides. I don't know. He's doing something in there. That gym is out of control. Gym's out of control. Two by two deal. Sign two leases in a two bedroom, two bath, and get your free parking. Is there anything like better? That. Is there anything better than free parking? I don't think I so. Mean, I mean, I I I've seen some of those orange slips on tickets around the drill field. Uh, getting parking ticket parking tickets is Speaking not fun. Which, Speaking of which, did you see on Twitter today? There was a uh, hokey Twitter filmed the uh, the parking lady apparently was hiding behind trees writing tickets it was on twitter today i'm glad they're getting exposed that's all i'm (laughs) gonna say 
That is all I'm going to say. We will never do an ad read for Virginia Tech Parking Services. I don't know if the price is right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hit us up, admin at sonsofsaturday.com. Um, so uh, <laughs> we are going to give you the keys to the game here, but the hub at Blacksburg is going to give you the keys to the best apartment on campus. I'm so proud of that. That is so Here we go. Um, we're going to have to run the ball. We ran the ball last week. We didn't run it as well as we have. Khalil Herbert did not have 100 yards. Hendon Hooker was our league in rusher. Um, but it is going to be important yet again to run the ball early and score early. I know I feel like I say this every single week, but that's important. Um, addition to that, we need our playmakers to make plays. Last week, we probably had one big play all game. James Mitchell touchdown uh, on a blown coverage by Wake. And uh, James Mitchell, five games, five touchdowns. He's automatic at this point. But we need our playmakers, aside from James Mitchell, to get out there and make plays, whether it's Hendon Hooker, whether it's Raheem Blackshear, whether, whether it is Khalil Herbert, Tavion Robinson, Trey Turner, who I know we uh, we know he is dinged up, but we need our playmakers to make plays this week in order to win the game. And uh, my other key to the game is forced turnovers. We've seen how the last two games have gone. Um, you know, if, if the BC game was a gimme game because they turned it over five times and the Wake Forest was a give them game, that we gave to them turnovers made the difference turnovers made such a difference. And we've already talked about Javion Hawkins uh, and his fumble issues. There's actually a funny clip going around the internet. He fumbled last week against Florida state. <laughs> Luckily his team fell on it, but he did 10 pushups on camera on TV. Uh, let's make sure he does some more pushups uh, this Saturday. Billy Ray, what are you thinking as far as keys to the game? I mean, you're like the janitor out here. You gave all the keys. Um, no, I, I think we're just – this is the second most talented team that we've played to date. Um, we're going to need a good day, game out of our secondary. Uh, and, again, we just need to prove that we're not one-dimensional or even, like, pretend we're not one-dimensional. We just need to make plays on the outside. Um, Got to be gap sound. Like we said, Javion Hawkins has the ability to create. Their quarterback is dangerous when he gets out in space. Uh, they're going to find ways to get 2-2 at well. The ball have to be gap sound. Again, we mentioned it in the post game last week. Richard Ashby was talking about how they would get too excited and uh, they're not in the right gaps or not in their right fits. Uh, Got to make sure that we're we're consistent there. Um, and we can't be going three and out. Like Our offense needs to be on the field, show some consistency, just a complete game from the offense. Let's get some rhythm. That's the word I keep throwing around. We need some rhythm. We need some consistency. So let's get back on track. We better beat Louisville. Like we need to beat Louisville on Saturday. So we have, uh, we got two letters from the lunch pail here, and this is brought to you by Uscape. We're going to be doing a big time giveaway this weekend. Again, uh, we did a little Uscape giveaway last weekend predict Khalil Herbert's rushing yards shout out or not rushing yards all purpose shout out Tommy Burford that is uh, that is Finn blood right there that's my cousin Tommy he won that an inside job that an inside job sons of I don't know how Tommy knew that he was gonna get that many all-purpose yards but he did <laughs> uh he got he won the prize and Uscape apparel is sending him a package right to his doorstep and I am jealous because that is awesome go to uscapeapparel.com um, and they they are they're awesome. Like they have some of the coolest merchandise I have seen and have their own creative spin. Uh, it is 
really uh, emphasizing um, the skyline. Rep your skyline. We have Burris Hall. We got Torque. We got Lane. We got Castle. New York, we got the uh, the Empire State Building, Lady Liberty. Bill, name a city and uh, a landmark here. Um, you got Atlanta and the like Peachtree. I don't know, man. They got like this tower that's orange. I mean, I don't know. The skyline's not that cool. All right, you, you got you got the uh, uh, what's in Texas? Nothing is in Texas. Uh, California, it's, uh, <laughs> San Francisco, Salesforce Tower looks good. Dude, Seattle, uh, you got the Sky Needle. Um, New Chicago? Jersey, you have the American Dream. <laughs> Chicago, you got the you got the bean and the Sears Tower. Yeah. Field. Rep your skyline, man. Check out Uscape. They have awesome stuff. You Roanoke, you got a star. I mean Roanoke Star, Blacksburg, yeah. Slusher. I, I forgot Slusher. It's tall. It's a tall <laughs> building. It down. R.I.P. Dude, I can't believe they're knocking down Slusher. Man. What do you mean you can't believe they're knocking down the ugliest building within 50 miles of that building? All right. What do you, you never have any fun memories in a dorm? Slusher. I have rules. never been in Slusher Hall in my entire in my in the entirety of my life. I have never been in that building. You're missing out. Missing out. Oh, uh, <laughs> go to Uscape. Follow them on Instagram at Uscape Apparel and tag them. Awesome stuff. Sons of Sat. Fifteen percent off your order. Grant Watson says, "I feel like this game has major Big Twelve shootout vibes." How important is it for the Hokies to have a great first quarter and not fall behind early, like in the Carolina and Wake games? Also, over under 470 combined rushing yards. Can I be honest? Yeah. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I just have a feeling I, I don't feel – these two defenses have gotten better and they both have played fantastic games the last two weeks. I just have a sneaky suspicion feeling that this is not that this is going to be a low scoring game. I will say, Grant Watson, I absolutely love the over-unders. I want to make this a thing every week. Hook us up with the over-unders. We'll be sure to tweet it out so you guys can vote on it. I'm going to go over 470 yards on the ground, and I'll tell you why. Pat, I'm going to try to talk you out of it because I know you're thinking about going under here. Hendon Hooker, how many yards do you think he's going to have on Saturday? Rushing. 75. Okay. Khalil Herbert, how many is he going to have? 132. 132. So there's 200 yards right there. Then you're going to add in some Blackshear. You're going to add in some James Mitchell. You're going to add in some Trey Turner. Okay. 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 So those are 60 more. Okay. Javion Hawkins, I'm just going to tell you right now, is going to run for a lot of yards. Um, And then you're going to have the quarterback scrambling around a lot. You know, who knows? 470 is a lot. I think it I think it certainly goes over, but I think the play on the gambling is the under. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. So the over under this week again 68. Was it 68 or 68 and a half? Dude, that is literally hammer the under. I am all in on that under. If I was in New Jersey, I would be opening my DraftKings app right now. Okay. I am not touching it. I am not touching this game. We are also favored by three and a half. Dude, you're not going to not give me your pick. Are you Is it over or under? You can't just, oh, I'm not touching it. What do, I'm just saying I'm not touching it. You know, uh, uh, Officially, I'm not touching it. If you're asking for my over or under pick, I will also take the under. Okay. Um, right. I think, I think yeah, we're looking more so under 60 points. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's under, move. Oh, you think under 60. I think under 60. Okay. I'll, I'll go. I'll get in on that with you. I'll get in under 60 with you. Like a little 25. I, I have my, I'll skate my score prediction. I'll save it. I'll save it. 
All right. Calogero says big donor schools like Clemson, Miami, UNC invested a lot into branding facilities and equipment that is attracting recruits. This is true. Our social media team has been doing a great job with graphics, but how else can we use photo shoots, uniform combos slash alternates, et cetera, that still fit our budget? Um, I actually think that the whole COVID thing has made it where the incredible, because we have made great strides in the facilities department, not like Miami, not like Clemson, but we have a new weight room. Uh, we have the Beamer barn. Uh, like we have made strides there. We have a great stadium, but nobody's able to come and see it. And if you're just a regular recruit that isn't going on to campus, meeting the coaches, checking out the facilities, like, and you can go anywhere in the country, you're just going to end up picking one of those schools because those are the blue bloods. So to me, more than anything, this pandemic is making the rich a whole lot richer. Um, I know that doesn't answer your question. Our social media team has done a fantastic job. It's actually been better this year than I think it's ever been since I've been around the program. Um, Zach Lance and company are just doing a really, really, really good job. Um, So I don't know. Uh, Join the Hokie Club, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I guess that's an appropriate plug there. Um, but we got to get these kids on campus. Um, I think that's, I think that definitely would help. I think that's one of the biggest things that people aren't able to grasp, uh, as a tangible thing because they have not seen the progress that is being made on the strength facilities and the updated uh, Bowman room. Uh, there's a lot going into facilities right now that, you know, people will throw stones about saying, you know, we don't have the facilities, but, uh, there are capital projects that are currently in progress, and if you, you know, if you dig deep enough, and and you can you can find some pictures um, on the internet. <laughs> I saw like on like I think it was like the Real Hokie Nation Facebook page a few weeks ago, which is just a absolutely relentless Facebook page. Facebook is just crazy, um, but I saw some people posting pictures of some of the progress from uh, the strength and uh, conditioning facilities. So. A lot is coming in facilities that we just, you know, haven't really been able to see yet. And these kids haven't been able to see it either. Um, last question here that I actually just put down, Billy Ray, who does Tutu Atwell remind you of? I was thinking that Javion Hawkins kind of reminded me of Dalvin Cook. Tell me about Tutu Atwell and, you know, if you have a comparison. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Desmond White. He used to be a wide receiver at TCU, 5'7", 150. Um, just a really fast, fast water bug type guy. He reminds me a lot of Desmond White. Um, but I, I wanted to say Tavion. I wanted to say um, Tavon Robinson, Tavon Austin, but he doesn't do as much in the run game, and they aren't really as creative. I, honestly, I don't think they use him enough. If we're being completely honest, I, I, I don't think they they utilize him enough. But he is small. Maybe they don't want to get him hurt. But um, yeah, that's that's my take on it. So. Let's jump into the Virginia Tech score predictions here. The line is three and a half. We are favored. The over-under is 68. Billy Ray Mitchell, give me your final score. Who's winning? What's the score going to be? Oh, man. We better be winning. Um, <laughs> Got to win. Um, I'm going 31-24 Virginia Tech. Okay. Uh, I've had some terrible score predictions over these last few weeks. I'm just going to be honest. They've been awful. Uh, Ox VT 
didn't like my score prediction last week. I thought we were going to crush Wake Forest. I did. I'm sorry. That's that's me. I'm Optimist Pat. I'm Positive Pat. <laughs> you can even listen to the review of the podcast of the Wake Forest game. I did not say much. I only talk about you know positive things. I don't really like to get get too get too uh, deep and dirty with the negativity. We leave that to uh, to Grayson over there. But um, I like 27-24 Virginia Tech. Uh, I know that is not covering. And just to be completely honest, it's not always a good idea to ever bet Virginia Tech to cover because uh, you usually get bit in the butt. But uh, 27-24 Virginia Tech, we win, we don't cover, and the under hits. So that's it for me. Closing thoughts slash Sharky shoutouts. Shout out to Sharkies. As always, they do have the Bloody Mary Sons of oh. uh, Welcome to Bloody Saturday. And Bloody Sunday. I think it's just... No, it's Welcome to the Bloody Weekend. Excuse me. Welcome to the Bloody Weekend at Sharky's. Go check it out. They have three different um, new Bloody Mary mixes. I'm not a Bloody guy. I'm more of a mimosa morning guy. Um, not the huge spicy tomato guy. But, um, Bill, what you got for me as far as shout-outs, closing thoughts? What are you thinking, man? I mean, what am I thinking this moment? I have... Um... You know, I was watching some condensed games and then YouTube just kind of runs in the background. It's on my TV right now. And shout out fans. I'm watching Clemson play Florida State in front of a packed house in Death Valley, uh, South, uh, South Carolina. And um, it's kind of bummed that we're not fanning now. But uh, so shout out to fans. Fans are cool. Um, shout out to you guys. We're going to be in Charlotte. I'm leaving tomorrow to link up with the gang. That will be cool. There'll be some top tier content coming out of the, coming out of Charlotte, North Carolina. So make sure you tune into that. Who else do I need to shout out? Um, man, shout out the fam, shout out Jack's shout out the listeners. Um, yeah, I don't have, I don't have much else. Love that. Shout out to your favorite ACC commissioner, Ralph Northam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh and the lack of fans in virginia um <laughs> shout out grayson he's coming out here to the east coast to let's hang go. out for go. just for the weekend look at that look at that dedication i mean you talk about a guy with hashtag grit he gets his covid test comes back negative he's he's making the trip to charlotte we're gonna hang out we're gonna embrace him we're gonna have dude a we're getting a double time. whammy of the wimbishes this weekend we're yeah getting, ha- we're getting hampton to come down that's awesome um so that'll be a lot of fun really excited to kick it with the gang this weekend a little 80s and aspen halloween uh, oh sons shout out to apple well shout out to apple and non Dude, shout out to apple. no no free ads. no no you no you asked me what i'm thinking about i got a new computer for work and there's this like thing that they have where you can transfer like everything from your computer to your new computer that was really cool but then i found out i had to buy this stupid cable because they changed the plugs a How much was it? $79 to give me a USB port. Honestly, Stephen Cook or, or da- Dale Cook or whatever your name is. Like, Dalvin? Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Tim Cook. Honestly, take your adapters and make them less expensive. There we go. I'll keep, <laughs> I'll keep, it, I'll keep it kid-friendly. Make them less expensive. That's ridiculous. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it. I think that is about it. Uh, hope everyone has a fantastic Halloween. Happy Halloween. Stay safe. Um, take two, please. Do not, you know, if you're leaving out candy, just tell them to take two. Don't take more than two. Uh, unless you want to send them down to the Chesapeake Center for a complete dentistry. Oh, 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 
John Cran's favorite holiday, baby. That's a Let's double go. Whammy. Let's go. We will see you guys on Sunday.